0: relax those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people in places that supply your high this is grown local with billy wayne davis
1: and mike McGowan. i'm not even waiting I'm getting right into it.
0: Oh, I like that. I'm, it's, that was it. Took you what twenty weeks? to tw- Just come right with it like
1: that. Well, it's just because these episodes have so goddamn much. It's insane in it. Like we that have is to. True. That is. We have to good. get into. That's it. That's good thinking. I mean, that's
0: very good thinking. Because I always get like vibed out by the theme song, and it slows. It probably does slow the intros down a ton. Because I'm just like. Man, just hey, we're good. Everything's alright. All right. Like I turn into Billy Wayne McConaughey real quick. I'm like, <laughs> hey, man, everything's gonna be alright. It's alright. Let's all right. just stay a little pot. Hey, I'm gonna pull out the bongos. Let's talk about this episode a little bit. Oh, uh,
1: um that is nice, nice little. See, yeah.
0: I distracted us. It took and us I did far the away. You, you took us up away the vibe from it. Again. <laughs> I went too loose with it. I've done that to some parties before. I'm just like, hey. Billy's getting—he's turning this to a cult. We gotta—we're trying to make us
1: feel good inside, and we just I mean, are okay I mean, with I mean, reality. All right. Me
0: and your—me and your girlfriends are gonna go live in the yurt. <laughs> we'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been. Today, I had a conversation about moving my family to the woods. Woods, uh,
1: backwoods. My,
0: my wife was not for it the way I wanted her to be. But I think a lot of it has to do with the weekend we spent in Humboldt where I was just like, everything, this is not the way to live right now. Let's just go get a little piece on a mountain. We can see the ocean. I'll build us an A-frame. We can grow our love. <laughs> well, it's weird. She's like, we own a house in Los
1: Angeles. And I'm like, you make
0: solid points too.
1: <laughs> well, it's weird to be doing something so... Adjacent to what's going on down there. And like, so I am growing weed and like, it's the coolest job in the world. But I'm like, but well, I won't do it on the side of a mountain, man. I
0: know. But we can and we will. One day. Uh, uh, no. Yes, one day. No. Like the way I say that, no. <laughs> no. <tomorrow. laughs> uh, no. Do you have plans I don't know about? I Yes, I've had plans since we left, since the first day. <laughs> uh since we let since we rolled into our guest this week's i've known him for a while he's a dope dude uh i ran into him at little luck reunion in austin texas no one knew i was there and i'm walking by and someone said my name and i was like i don't like that <laughs> and i turned around and it was him and i was like oh what's up dude he's he's just like chill and He's like some people you vibe with real quick. And he was one of those people, even as a stranger, I was like, I like this person. And the more I got to know him, the more impressive he is. And he's very humble because I was like when we rolled up into his operation, first of all, you can't tell what it is or what it's going to be. And he is a humble person. So you don't under it was a labyrinth of every type of you went nuts a little bit because like every type of room he ha- they had there. Yeah. Am I wrong?
1: Yeah, it's fully so like that's one of the nicer things in the companies that will survive and thrive are ones like his where it's fully integrated, you know, they had a cloning place that had the biggest mother room I've ever seen in my entire fucking life, which was already pretty dope to see. But then when they're like, oh, we're actually, you know, we have an extraction facility here. I was like, okay, cool. You know, I've been to White Label. I've seen extraction companies like that too. And then when he told me that they also had a lab where they were doing tissue culture cloning, I, I'm surprised you guys didn't see my erection. Like I was wearing. Well, I
0: was just no. I could feel it. Not not your erection, but I could feel your the vibrations coming from you. Because first of all, they kept they kept saying it, and I was like, man, this is the first day we're here, and I don't even know what this is. <laughs> like I've never even. And then you were like, you guys do that? You sound like if a golden retriever could talk is like that's the like how you turned into like <laughs> eh, yeah. And then what? And then. It's like you're going to hear that throughout this season. There's several interviews where I have to calm Mike down, where I literally am like, dude, stop it. Well, um,
1: I mean, it's literally next level. Like, I mean, we have a little cloning station at our facility, too. We're not taking anywhere near the level of clones that they're taking. But with the tissue cultures that they're doing, that's like, uh, let me bring in Actual laboratory science to this and let me repair the genetics of the plants that we're taking cuttings from. It's really next level stuff that this industry is moving towards. Just most people like me can't afford the actual labs that you need to set up for that.
0: Yeah, I could. I mean, and I like nearly ruined a lot of their, like several of their different rooms doing different <laughs> things, just being. Like first of all, you had to like dip your feet in all this stuff, and I was like, "I'm not wearing shoes. I can dip my feet into anything." And they're like, "You'll be fine." And I was like, "I'm so sorry. I'm already fucking shit
1: up." And then you had to stop me from walking in that loop room, A closed loop room where they're doing the extractions. You almost walked in with your phone. And I was like, "Whoa!"
0: I didn't. I didn't almost. I was in the room <laughs> with my phone. When you were like, Billy, don't be in there. And I was like, y'all could have told me like
1: a step ago. Like one step ago. And then you just have uh, your your arm in the doorway with your Apple phone watch thing. And I was just like, that's going to kill us all. It was, yeah. I was, yeah. Literally, I
0: forgot. It's not an Apple watch. Don't give them credit. It's just for <laughs> those. But uh, now if they want to throw us some bones, it can be an Apple watch. Yeah, whatever but they that's want. A, yeah, uh, <laughs> but then we just saw all those jars, and we'll, we'll throw <laughs> up a picture. I, I have a great video. Live resin, of extract. It's like dab heads are going to lose their goddamn mind.
1: It's insane. Like We've got some
0: cool pictures that we'll show you.
1: And the level of the stuff, too. Like It was funny. I got a bunch of videos, and the dudes were just rolling the jars around, which... Probably had close to fucking five pounds of extraction in it, and I was just like, <laughs> "Okay, I'll just take this with me, thank you."
0: He didn't. He did. They, they were very. Know.
1: They they hooked us up on. They gave like us
0: a, a friend level. But, they gave uh, us
1: so many grams of all the different flavors out there. Some of the best smelling stuff, but yeah,
0: it's it was over. It was like, that mean. They hooked us. It was like overwhelming. The taste test where i was like smell this one smell this one (laughs) look at this one look over here this one
1: smells like it says it does That's all there
0: (laughs) i still like i haven't smoked some of it like uh, most of it i haven't smoked because it would be it would be insane it would be be bad if i did smoke too much of it it would be we couldn't be doing this that's for sure Mm -mm. but i'll just come in here and smell it and i was like that's him turps baby
1: I got some in um, the freezer, and when I make my smoothie in the morning, I just crack it open and take a little sniff. I'm like, ah, okay, I'm a little bit high right now just from a sniff of it.
0: Man, I love when you share stuff like that about your daily life. That's like it's <laughs> just a little little insight into Mike. A little insight to it's, Mike. It's beautiful. <laughs> Those are nice little moments. So we also speak. He talks about the BLM.
1: Now this is gonna.
0: It would take us a while to truly explain what the BLM is. I and had we, no
1: idea what it was about coming from the east coast when I first came out oh, okay, here. Oh, I
0: did. I've fucked with it a little bit. Just I fucked with some people that were had problems with it, and then people that understood it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but what we're gonna do is, it's Bureau of Land Management. Is it's public land is what BLM stands for. Now what we're gonna do is we're we're gonna, we'll be uh, launching the Patreon soon. And the first level of the Patreon is some bonus footage. uh, You'll get ad-free stuff, blah, blah, blah. That's some other stuff. You'll see, we'll just keep your eyes peeled. But one of the things is like, we'll go in depth on a little side bonus podcast, little mini episode. And the first one we're gonna do is about the BLM. And Mike is gonna explain in depth what
1: it is and how it but relates it. to cannabis too because throughout this entire season you're going to hear a lot of people talk about illegal grows on blm land so i'm going to explain a lot of that too for you guys
0: so thanks guys and with that uh i don't know if we have anything else i think with this is a one of the better this maybe, be i mean the episodes just keep getting better and better. Let's it's be insane. Honest. Like this, this one's good it's a little longer but it's not like oh this is long it's like oh fuck we're done shit keep talking (laughs) I that was like a lot of what the season was like I, i feel like that's what the weekend was was like hey we gotta we could keep talking to you for like two days but we have to go interview two more people today so that was like pretty fun yeah um and you'll hear it in this uh Lots of great,
1: Michael. lots of great stories. Old school grower, you get to hear where this industry was and where it's going. So, give it up and enjoy our conversation with our man Chad Steelman. <laughs>
2: Where he's, yeah, my first time coming here was 1996, and I brought shorts and short sleeve shirts. And <laughs> I was like, I'm going to California. I drove my $400 Subaru from Boulder, Colorado. And nice, yeah, got pulled over on the 299 for not wearing my seatbelt and got a seatbelt ticket that for years I got threats for not paying. <laughs> Like we're going to take your license away in Colorado before the whole DMV system was set up nationally. Yeah. And where California couldn't take my license <laughs> in Colorado, and I knew it. And
0: yeah. yeah. No, I had one of those in South Carolina, and then they, uh, they changed it. Uh, yeah. Then I found uh, out my license was suspended. It's
2: insane <laughs> to think there was a time in my life I couldn't pay a $50 seatbelt ticket. <laughs> that is... I drove out here with the metal on the the steel belted radial showing all my tires <laughs> did you move here like no that? i had a girlfriend i lived with for like four and a half years and we had just broken up and i was getting in a lot of trouble in boulder yeah and my buddy lived here and i came out here and stayed and worked for the summer and by working we went to la and bought two hundred and plus pounds of Mexican brickweed and drove it back up here and packed it and sent it to Philadelphia and <laughs>
1: Philadelphia. <laughs>
2: that, that's what I mean by working. Couple yeah. of gorilla patches out in the the woods, drip lines and checking on those and that was working, yep.
0: And you loved it?
2: It was okay. I didn't <laughs> Yeah. I mean yes, that part of it I loved, but I liked Boulder better than I liked Arcata. So I went back to Boulder for a while before I guess destiny was to end up here.
0: Were you growing in Boulder? Yes.
2: Yes. Indoor first, 1994 was my first. Indoor? Yeah. Yeah. No, I grew my first harvest, put me through my first semester at the University of Colorado. I traded some of the weed I grew to go to my 75th Grateful Dead show. Yeah. I smoked out with Taj Mahal backstage at the Fox Theater in Boulder, and his mom and his aunt and so his a lot of his family and entourage. It was me and a buddy, and we were definitely not family. Yeah. <laughs> but we had the weed. We had the good weed. Whenever you
1: have good weed, you are. You then, become family
2: real quick. <laughs> and then we, I smoked out with Government Mule with, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, Warren Haynes and Woody Hayes before Woody Hayes passed away. I smoked out with those guys and turned leftover salmon on many times before they were at big. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they are big now.
2: They're bigger. Yeah. They have a very loyal fan base. Yeah. Yeah, they do. So,
0: totally. Boulder, so
2: Are you from Boulder? No. I'm from Texas originally. Moved to Pennsylvania when I was 15. Met my friend that Eventually, I moved out here to meet who hopefully y'all will get to meet. And I would love interview, to yeah. and he will probably remain anonymous. But <laughs> best kind. That's he has kind. His, story, yeah. his story. His yeah. story can be a movie, but uh yeah, no, I got my. Let's I see. I know
0: some people in Hollywood that can make that happen if he's willing to sell. <laughs> no,
2: it's movie. It could be a movie. Like it's insane. Like the corrupt judges, cops, Didn't illegal this... wiretaps. Stingrays, like home invasions. They robbed us of $700,000, probably twice the first time. And then when they actually arrested everybody the second time, beat one of our friends half to death in the home invasion, stole guns. Is this here? No, this was Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania okay.
1: is a lot more mafia. Than
0: the yeah. Side. I've, uh, I've seen some movies about that. One of
2: the <laughs> One of the guns that got stolen in the first home invasion magically appeared back at the arrest and was... Charged. <laughs>
0: wow, that's That's mad. how we eventually that's...
2: figured out that the cops were in on the home invasion. It's like, wait, that gun got stolen, and now... It's in evidence. It's in evidence as being used against them for having... Be selling drugs and having weapons. Maybe it was the gun that they used to kill JFK with those magic bullets. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a, a magic little... pistol. That's probably a story for him to tell, though. But, I mean, I was involved in it peripherally. peripherally. Early, peripherally, yeah,
0: you were. Yes,
2: I didn't get dragged into it, thank God, because it was gnarly. But, wow, and or, then he. But, so, from my first 1996 visit out here, I got visited by the feds in Boulder for they found my four wheeler in the middle of 20 tall, 20, 220 foot tall marijuana plants on Bureau of Land Management. They would like to know how it got there. So, <laughs> oh, and, you, and were you like, I would like to know that too. <laughs> so that is actually the exact conversation me and the BLM agent had after seven years of them trying to find me. I wasn't at home when they came that day. I lived in a house with like seven or eight other roommates, college house, door never locked. Everybody always smoking weed and knock on the front door. They're like sitting in the living room doing bong hits. Come on in. It's like three or four federal agents walk in. <laughs> Go back out! Yeah. And so I was out of town. I was actually building communications, cell phone towers at the time, and I managed to avoid them for seven years. I called and made an attempt to talk to them, and it was when cell phones first started being used and call got dropped and or cut out or could never talk to them. Yeah. And so... Seven years later, I get a letter. Uh, Your case has been adjudicated. You have 10 days to come pick up your four-wheeler. It will be auctioned off. And so make a couple of phone calls. Man, that sounds like a trick. (laughs) That's what I thought. And we talked to the lawyer, and the lawyer's like, no, it's for real. Go get your four-wheeler. The only way you can get in trouble is if you tell on yourself. So I met special agent David doesn't burn. David Burns. Uh-huh. special agent we called him david doesn't burn that's a. <laughs> and ready
0: y'all don't know that he's still good maybe him.
2: he does now <laughs> but no, he he met me at the blm office well before it opened and i got a little nervous there was nobody there but him and i and i was like is this a trick yeah and he first thing he said when we stepped out he's like chad steelman yes sir special agent david burns I've been wanting to talk to you for seven years. <laughs> I said, I can't say the same. Yeah. And he said, you want to tell me how your four-wheeler got found in the middle of a 220-foot-tall marijuana plant that's on public land? I said, I was hoping you were going to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Did he laugh? He shook his head, he put his head down, and smirked. Yep you have to have a little bit of sense of humor about that i think or it would kill you and then he had a folder we went into the interrogation room which i was a little sketch on he had a folder about two inches thick with pictures of all my friends and a lot of people i never met and this guy took your four-wheeler in to get maintenance this one did this with your four-wheeler do you know this guy and i'm like no wow no no No. (laughs) where's the part where i get my four-wheeler back can i go i thought I was coming to pick up my four wheeler and I get interrogated. So he was asking you to... Yeah, I didn't know anything about it. I really didn't. That's that's always nice. That's So Then he was like, Did you bring motorcycle ramps so you can load that thing? And I'm like, No. He's like, How are you planning on getting that vehicle in the back of that truck? You know? He was, and then he was nice. He was like, come on, I'll help you.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you just drive over to a ditch. I know how to and load some. And he goes,
2: trip. have a safe trip back to Texas or Colorado or Pennsylvania or wherever you lived. He does sound kind of funny. Yeah. No, he wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. of them are funny. That's a little bit poking like, well, I
1: kind of know. Yeah. So here's a little. But... Yeah.
2: I got... And then I got my door kicked in by the Boulder County Drug Task Force in my the time same in Boulder. Doors,
1: I was never closed, or-
2: no, this okay. is a different apartment. I got kicked out of that one eventually for all the trouble I brought to that house. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: I would say as a roommate, I would be like, hey, just could you stop having federal agents come to our fun house?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, they were all mad because they came back the next day and searched the house after they told them hey, we're going to come back tomorrow with a search warrant and search your house because they walked in without a search warrant so they could only search the living room. Yeah. And so nobody got rid of any of their drugs, and they came <laughs> back the next day with a search warrant. And somehow that was my fault. That is I'm not like, your fault. Nope. Yeah, nope.
1: They, they, they had tons of notice.
2: Ample warning. That is. Yeah. So, no, the Boulder County Drug Task Force was for me selling weed. Somebody ratted on me. Still to this day, don't know who it was, Um, but I did not get caught. So my lease was up and I had been out of town because my dad had been sick and I'd been staying with my parents and I came home with one day to move out and uh, landlord hated me. And he was like, get out. And I'm like, you know, I've been out of town. I haven't had time to find another place to live. All the students are coming back. There's nowhere to live. Just let me stay here month to month till I can find another place. And he was like, No, get out. <laughs> and the next day, they kicked my door into an empty apartment. Like, thank oh, God he awesome. made me move out. That I is. Been screwed. Whoa. That's
1: so cool. <laughs> yeah. Your guardian angel's a
0: dickhead. That's great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's so. great. So then you were in Boulder, and all these things keep happening. What Was it, Was that the reason why you left? You were just like, fuck it. No, my
2: dad passed away, and my mom asked me to move back to help her out in into Texas at this right. point. My parents had moved at that point back from Pennsylvania back to Texas, and so it was good. I was headed in the wrong direction, partying really hard, doing a lot of drugs, and it was, uh,
1: yeah. Texas helps calm that down
2: no, it can't, <laughs> I was gonna
0: say, like, uh, it can or it can escalate it, totally. yeah. No, so
2: that's when I stopped smoking weed, too. My mom's super religious, and I was just like, I don't want to bum my mom out anymore than she's bummed out. I'm not gonna bring any weed, I'm not gonna smoke weed so she doesn't catch me at home. And months went by, and I hadn't smoked that much, and then I smoked, and man, worst anxiety panic attack ever. I'm 31, I'm living with my mom, waiting tables, I'm a loser. I had a college degree, but you couldn't get a job that in West Texas that did paid like eight bucks an hour with a college degree. And I'm like, I can make more money waiting tables. I'm going to go wait tables. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but it didn't help my ego. <laughs> no. That one's a
1: stickler, the ego. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, yeah, no. Texas, and then I ended up in Florida. I became got my insurance adjusting license. and worked a bunch of hurricanes in 2006 2007 and while that was going on i flew back out here to look at land and try to buy my own farm in 2006 couldn't come up with the money my same partner that you know he i was trying to buy land next door to his and so i worked as an insurance adjuster there was a bunch of hurricanes 2006 and 2007 and i made enough money in 2009 i came back out here and worked for my buddy in humboldt and uh We got raided that summer. uh, Helicopters flying over us, big convoy coming up the road. And while they were trying to get the gate unlocked, we had these big abloy, abloy locks. Anybody that has gates and wants people to have a hard time, abloy locks. (laughs) It took the cops like over an hour to cut he the was lock. Not, he's
0: not being paid to say that. That is just no, a testimony.
2: It's just a testimony. So a while, it-
1: yeah, is, yeah.
2: while the cops are cutting the locks, we took one of the four wheelers to the other spot. Got was the X. Ex- same
1: four wheeler? That no, awesome.
2: Different different four wheeler. We sold that. He one. did
0: think about it for a second. As you, you guys could see, it. he did. He did there was a split second he looked up, he's like,
2: Was it? No, it wasn't. So in the time they were trying to cut the abloy lock. We were able to go down and get an excavator from one of the other spots, and we drove it up and dug the road out. Right as the cops were coming up the road, and oh. they couldn't <laughs> get to us. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I swear awful. to God. Man, that's so smart. And so they were like, "How long? What are you guys doing?" We're like, "Oh, we're replacing the culvert." And they're like, "How long is it going to take you to put the road back?" We're like, "Probably three hours." They're like, "We'll wait." <laughs> <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> that's a good... And so uh, while we were doing that, the helicopters flying, mm. and he finds a Mexican cartel patch out on the mountain behind us, big forty thousand square foot, and they were out there. They pulled everybody off to go take care of that patch, and they never came back. We watched them for a week netting weed out on the mountain behind us, like oh, that's <laughs> awesome. And we were like, "What happened?" We didn't know. There's a little paper from the reservation at the local hardware store near us and there, the week later it was in there about how they were on a raid and that they while they were raiding they saw this other ginormous cartel grow on national forest out behind they pulled everybody off to go take care of that politics helped you up right there some t- t- god's favor again <laughs> yeah I have god's favor I believe. guardian angel <laughs> now
0: you mentioned the cartel so they've been growing up here for a long time huh I have no idea. That's their that's Wonderful what people land. say.
2: I've never seen it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean I there's it's, there's local people that pay people to go grow for them on public land too, I'm sure. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. I just find that fascinating. Because like we were talking last night in the first episode. So I was trying to as a like a neophyte when you come to Humboldt, you don't realize like it's not because the weed is so awesome here. It's just because it's remote and tough and people it's like people don't bother you unless they have helicopters or the government and shit like that. There's good weed and there's bad weed. Exactly. that's what I was trying to like get across. So, like it's like New York City for comedy. When you go there you're like it's gonna be the best comedy in the world and you get there and you're like, Well no, most of it's terrible. Most of it's not good because everyone's coming here to do it. It's like Nashville for music.
2: It, yes, that's Humboldt is that way. There's a lot of people that come here to grow weed that don't grow good weed. Yeah, and I'm sure some of those seasons I've been one of them.
0: That's another <laughs> fascinating thing about that plant. I've learned is like, uh, every, I've grown uh, a couple times. I'm like, I'm good at this, and the third
2: time, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't. Happens to me all the time. So. <laughs>
1: yes. Sometimes a plant grows you. Yeah. That, that's those seasons.
2: Yeah, no, y'all had one guy on, and he with an indoor grower, I don't remember who it was, but he was like talking about, Yeah, grow your own. You know, that's the good thing about outdoor. You just can pretty much anybody can take seeds and go outdoor and it's gonna be fine and I'm going, this guy's obviously never grown forty thousand square feet of outdoor <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. No, no, that's the four recreational and <laughs> Oregon where you have fun, but when you actually have to do it as a farm. It's a whole nother yeah. story. So if I had to grow four plants indoors, it'd be fucking easy. The greatest thing ever. But then every time you make it bigger, you just, you know, exponentially change your problems too at the same time.
2: Yeah. No, I grew amazing weed until I permitting and you had to I mean it's humble. You could see the writing on the wall, like they were passing the regulations, and what you're gonna get right out the gate is the square footage you were gonna get. So everybody is like, "Yeah, I'm growing like three thousand feet. I was growing forty-three thousand five hundred and sixty square feet. Yeah, existing. I had existing acre. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so of course, you. Expanded exponentially in one season from the year of 215 to permitted, you tried to up your square footage as much as you could. And it's a lot harder to grow good weed on a large scale
1: yeah. as opposed to growing it on a smaller scale. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so, and that's the thing that amazed me in Eugene is for years, you know, supplying a lot of the East Coast and everything, and everybody had these. You know, indoor warehouse grows and everything. And then right before rec came, like working at the grow shop, we were just selling shit tons of the Gavitas. Everybody was like, it's <laughs> about to go wreck, so we're just going to blow it up and just, you know, you know, triple our output. And I was like, "Dudes!" And then you see them try and do that, and it was just like, ooh, those first couple of years were rough going yeah. that way. I mean, some years are rough even when you know what you're doing yeah. on
2: a smaller scale. I mean, you growing good weed i try to tell my guys that growing good weed is when you see a problem it doesn't matter if you've already worked 12 hours like you take care of it right then you Mm -hmm. see pests you don't wait till next week to spray for pests like it's let's figure this out tomorrow yeah or start working on it today and start spraying tomorrow like it's a the people that put off that's all it takes is I don't want to say lazy because you're not necessarily lazy, but if you just procrastinate, mm-hmm. it could be the difference between a good season and a bad season. Yeah. If you don't react, yeah, well, that's what
0: it's. Yeah, if you don't react immediately, nature's like, I got you. And it's focus.
2: easy when you work four months straight, seven days a week, twelve hours a day to be just be like, oh, man, another problem. I'm just gonna I'm gonna take care of it later. And if you take care of it later, yeah, that can be the difference between
1: having a good season and a bad season it's knowing when to address the problems when they pop up and be like okay i know i have 50 other things i'm supposed to do today but i really gotta fucking focus on this one thing
2: Yep, that one just moved to the top
0: of the list (laughs) and when you have investors and stuff which you don't anymore but that is a tough thing to communicate to money people about that that you're like well we need a schedule you got to do this Like, yeah but I didn't know this bug was gonna jump through this crack that we didn't know existed and now I have to handle this
2: I haven't had it we have investors in the tissue culture lab you guys just visited but it's it's the electrician the commercial electrician who did this building who when I was walking through that downstairs and we were trying to figure out how we were going to take it over I was like I think we're going to try to get investors. And he's like, oh, what are y'all thinking? And I'm like, this wasn't planning on pitching this guy at all. He's a local, humble, commercial electrician, has nothing to do with cannabis. And I'm like, oh, we were going to – it's not even really an investment. We were going to have guys put in $75,000 for 3.3% equity in the company, and actually it's just a no-interest loan. We're going to pay you back your $75,000, hopefully within the first year. And he was like, oh, that's like over 12% return at least. Who wouldn't fucking do that? <laughs> He's like, sign me up. And I'm like, oh, well, I really? You want to do it? <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, you owe me money for your extraction lab, the electrician there. You could put that money towards it. And then I can do some of the work in here to put towards it for you guys. And then maybe we could get the owner or the guy that owes me a bunch of money for... Doing the building that owes me a bunch of money that's not paying me. Maybe he could give you all some debt relief on your rent and we can at least I can start trying. Next thing you know, the electrician's one of our three investors and the other two guys are just friends, but we don't have any like big money investors. That's
1: amazing. That's the coolest investment story I've heard in cannabis (laughs) so far. Did
0: you walk away? Like, did you go home that night to your wife and you're like, I am the pitch master? (laughs) She's like, What'd you do? And you're like, I don't know. The guy just said it.
2: No, I. I did. Start to be like oh, I kind of like this negotiating thing. <laughs> like, this could be fun. Like, but yeah, no, I wasn't. I'm not good at it by any means.
0: I've noticed, le- like, as far as negotiating in my life, the more leverage I have, the more fun I have with negotiating. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean?
2: Like early on in my career, I was like this is. Awful. This is bad. This and is like, not good. Lately I've been like,
0: Oh, this is pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm
2: sure that's in when you have the leverage in any negotiation that's when it might be fun. i I idiot I think that is the that's
0: the most fun negotiating is when I you think have at
2: leverage. The beginning of this we all thought we had the leverage and it would be fun and yeah, trying to find investors at the beginning of California cannabis legal regulation, not legalization. Regulation was not fun why did you correct that term because cannabis is not legal it's highly over-regulated Perfect. that and perfectly I, lo- I
1: love that you did that we we've said that several times like just me and my friends it's like oh you didn't legalize it you yeah. regulated it.
2: california definitely didn't legalize marijuana it's more regulated now than it was it's insane it's not legalization you you'll do more time now for getting caught with over an ounce you could do more time now i I doubt you would i don't know that a jury would convict you but yeah. the laws are written to try and have people to satisfy the p- police lobby yeah to give them the opportunity to still rob and steal from people and to put people in jail for weed yeah We're, Yeah,
1: that's one of the things I noticed, especially in Oregon, is like before it was a moral law, like it was a law that they had in place because of morality and stuff. But then once legalization, air quotes, came about, then when you break the law, you're fucking with their tax money. And they take that way more serious than any moral law they were forced to impose. I mean,
2: think about it. Weed's big. It stinks. It's easy. Target, easy. Well, let's not
0: even get into the uh, insurance part of it where they want it illegal because of drug testing because it stays in your system for 30 days. So people that use actual bad drugs also use marijuana because it helps them come down from bad drugs. So that's in their system. And then insurance companies don't have to pay people because they test positive for this fucking plant.
2: That's going away, though, because they're having trouble finding anybody that can work that doesn't have marijuana a in their system. man <laughs>
0: but I like I, I want that out there a lot because yeah, people no, don't think about that aspect of it I that mean, the it, insurance companies are also preventing marijuana legalization
2: yes big pharma yes. big big insurance tobacco big alcohol. big alcohol but the police union is why they cater
0: and private prisons.
2: Oh yeah, private yes. prisons is an evil. Yeah, that's the definition of evil. Evil. Is,
1: so I do feel like caging here, people for fucking profits. Sorry. I do feel like here, the majority of the place is all growing weed. But like in Eugene and other places like that, when legalization happened, it was an influx of people just buying up property, trying to be like, make sure they have a foothold. Like there's so many people who bought up warehouse real estate, and it went from fifty cents a square foot to then a hundred seventy-five or a dollar seventy-five a square foot for. You know, That's
2: all y'all paid. Yeah. We're paying five dollars a square foot for that nursery facility Holy down
1: there. Holy fuck. That's yeah, crazy. Mm-hmm.
2: Our rent's forty grand a month for that downstairs, five thousand square feet. Because they know what you're doing. Thirty grand a month, sorry. No, because the guy that built out the building. So there's an owner of this building, and then there's the guy who rented the building. The guy who rented the building is who was building that to be an indoor. And so we have a owner that. Our landlord answers too, and then we have a sub, we're sub leasers. Gotcha. So he's trying to make all his money back from the $150,000 air conditioning system, all the lights, all the money he put into this whole building. Gotcha. You he slowly started renting it off as he, like, oh, I'll just rent out this space and I'll change that from being the drying. That's how I got my manufacturing. Yeah. <laughs> and then he. That was his office. he had a stripper pole in there with a stage. <laughs> I swear to God <laughs> we can go in there. I can show you he has the 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 frame in the ceiling still that ha- held that like held the pole so that it was stable that's uh so yeah that,
1: there's basically somebody who kind of busted out who is still over you know trying to make his money back on yeah
2: no this him. this is yeah this has been a. This building is still... The realtor was just out last week to put it back on the market. It's been in escrow twice with big people that came in from out of state trying to get into the cannabis industry that were trying to buy our building. Um, So originally, we talked about it earlier. I had the manufacturing I was trying to rent. I own four out of the seven... Or I rent four out of the seven spaces in this building (laughs) now. I I don't even know how I pulled it all off, but... (laughs) I mean, it's just out of necessity. Oh, we need a place to trim. Oh, you're going to rent your office? Man, that's only 600 square feet, but we could probably trim in there. At least that gives us a license, and we can say we're not trimming on the hill. Because to trim at the farm, we have to bring our unpermitted cabin into commercial code, which is fire sprinklers. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, we'll just get 600 square feet in town and trim there. And so that happened. And then distribution, we have a distribution license. I had three distribution companies, one ripped me off for forty five thousand dollars right out the gate and then the second one was a local mom and pop that's friends that are still doing well that it just didn't work out whatever and then the third one was a big canadian investment money behind them came in and you know to be honest they got us into 140 dispensaries and then that was the first year and weed went to 500 dollars a pound and they bought some other distribution company and let. The team from that company take over their procurement, and those guys, obviously, they had been in cannabis. The guys, the first company, weren't in cannabis, but they let the second guys who had relationships, and they were like, oh, well, we're just going to buy $500 pounds of weed, and we'll start our own brands. And Mm -hmm. they quit pushing us. They put all this time and money in with a sales team and a sales force and got us into 140 stores and then just dropped us. And I'm like, we're going to have to do our own distribution. Nobody... We've had three companies and nobody, we have to do this. Jody was, my wife was just like, I'm having nothing to do with distribution. That's all you. Of course, she
1: does everything, but yeah. (laughs) No, it is insane. One of my good close friends, he got ripped off by a Canadian company also. And it's just interesting because of the legalization up there. I feel like a lot of predator lending from, you know, companies up in Canada came down here and they're like, Let's just do it to the yeah, you know, I mean, These
2: were good old American guys that I think all along their plan was pump and dump. Yep. It was a full on, they ripped people off for their own benefit, but. That's a no way capitalist. But that came in. I mean, the green rush in California happened right before regulation. Mm-hmm. Everybody was coming to Humboldt. I mean, at the right, the year before regulation. I mean, we watched prices go from fifteen hundred to the next year by the five hundred by the oh. middle of winter when Whoa. people had to buy Christmas presents and pay their bills. People were like undercutting left and right. Oh, they're selling their weed for seven hundred. I'll do it for six. Oh, they're doing it for six. I'll do it for five. Like I was yeah, I was like, is this even worth it? Like everybody was coming here from all over. And then of course those were the first people to fall off too, because you can't survive on $500 weed. Not even worth it at that point. And all these people bought land at a tithe because they were all rushing in to do it. So they were paying excessive prices and their land payments were insane. And then they're, you're not making any money at $500 weed. So they're losing money, can't pay their, yeah. And then, yeah, it was the rush to the bottom.
1: No, it's funny because I remember being up in Eugene and my friends hearing, because it was California, that we first heard $500 a pound and people would come down and get boxes and stuff. And it was just like, what the fuck are they doing down there? And, like, you know, I feel sometimes at Oregon's, like, the younger little brother who has to follow the lead of California sometimes, and we're just like, what's going on?
2: Yeah, and, I mean, now... I would move to Oregon.
1: <laughs> yeah, what what is the pricing right now for indoor and outdoor here? Which in which Oregon? market? Well, cool. <laughs> all uh, of the, them. <laughs> the
2: the free market is fifteen market. fifteen to eighteen. Nice. Um, I haven't had. Not that I'm saying I've had weed in the free market. I haven't had flour in the legal market in several months. Uh, or this year's harvest hasn't come in. I see stuff on email blasts from other companies that are in the same 15 to 19 um but realistically stuff in the legal markets generally moving for a couple of hundred bucks a pound less than the free market so
1: for for
2: indoor or outdoor outdoor light depths light depths are 15 to 19 i've heard Uh, Indoors for going for three, it's probably come down a little now that light ups are coming in. So it's probably in the twos again, twenty five hundred. That's
1: great pricing. Now,
2: yeah, people are busting out their garages again. Yeah.
0: Who starts that? That part always fascinates me, where the price changes and you, because when I try to follow any of that, like online or just like how much, who determines that and how does the market? How do you guys? start knowing like, oh well this is like gonna be this much. Like how does how does that price come out of nowhere in my brain experience? Yeah.
2: Just being Okay. In, you know being a part of the market. I mean that's the good thing too, watching all these ebbs and flows of the market and just everything that's happened, you know, I, I feel like that's one thing I probably So growing weed, I listened to the prior podcast and i'm like oh man i don't even belong on that podcast like, <laughs> what am i thinking agreeing to do that like i'm definitely not a master grower yeah i've grown a lot of weed but i'm i'm definitely not nerding out on it um but on the industry itself i'm probably an expert i don't know yeah. master but industry. you've taught
0: me a lot so far i like, mean this is a great interview
2: so. you
1: have way more time than me i should have been a
2: consultant industry. like that's where i've missed my calling rather than doing all of this almost living under a bridge and like the stress and working myself to death i did all my own permitting i have friends that mm-hmm. paid 50 mm-hmm. 60 hundred thousand dollars for people to do their permits and they're like i'm out of money i paid the consultant 60 grand and i don't even have my permit yet and i don't have any money to pay to go forward can you do my permits for me and it's like i did, i did several permits for free for people just my friends like dude I'll help you get your interim permit and your temporary with the state your provisional but after that I don't have time like I don't have time to do mine yeah, yeah. And so I'm like man I miss my calling people call me all the time well what are the regulations well, why don't you read the regulations <laughs> well, they're 80 mm-hmm. pages long I'm not gonna read the regulations. I just call you and ask you you read them right yes that's I should have been a consultant. I probably could have made several hundred thousand dollars doing people's permits. Instead, I wasted several hundred thousand dollars building out my own marijuana company. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can still do the consulting. It's, so, it's kind of slowing down now. So, like, in Oregon, we've gone to uh, no new licenses. We just shut it down. That helped the market considerably. I have my own feelings about you know whether or not that's fair or right. You know I'm kind of a cream to the top type of guy. You know just fuck it, let it go. It's scary with it's, outside money when that happens.
2: It's free market. That's free market. That's capitalism. Yeah, but capitalism. we don't have capital, true capitalism. <laughs> in no, the we do not.
0: <laughs> and anybody talking about hey, let's the free market, free market is like sure. If we all start at zero again, then we can do a free market, but. Those people that want a free market, they don't want to start at zero again. They want to have that
1: leverage.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So is there people coming into the market still right now? Or are there licenses going out? What's it like here? I,
2: it's stabilized, absolutely. I mean, prices coming up is a sign of stabilization, I think. I think there's been a lot of falling out, people that have are gone. And, I mean, that it's, it's set up let's who do you, let's bet california's market goes to no cap on the sizes of cultivation in 2023 what year do you think federal legalization might happen you want to <laughs> you want to guess oregon washington colorado all came out the gate with high taxes what did they do immediately lowered them yep california uh, uh-uh. it's mexican standoff like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The market sucks. We're not making our tax money. They're. This is a planned event. This is the event to wipe out all the small people before 2023 when they let unlimited size licenses come into California. I Flocana. I yep. Know, have y'all heard of them? Yep. Yeah. So I just they were on 60 Minutes the other night, and I don't know them. I'm sure the guy's a nice guy. Good people. A lot of people here. Are against them some people feel like they're good what i don't know if what i'm saying is true i heard the other day that they just bought a 10,000 acre piece of property in lake county to get ready for 2023 whether that's true or not whether it's flocona maybe we shouldn't even say that it's going to be somebody else it's not a mm-hmm. you know they're they're playing within the rules they're set i'm not ragging on them no. i'm just saying that's what we're up against this is a wipe out event and they know what they're doing they're not yeah, they lowering do. taxes they're getting rid of all the small people
0: when i was when i moved to la there were mom and pop dispensaries all over town now there are a handful of dispensaries there are chains but there are not that many mom and pops they're all gone It, it that was strategic i was also and i i don't know if did i talk about the jury duty thing i did yeah. I was also on uh, L.A. County's, one, one of the defense attorneys said it and the judge got mad at him. He's like, this is the last marijuana case in L.A. County ever. And what it was, I was on the jury pool. I had to wait. The whole thing was screwy. Like the way it was like in this weird courtroom, it was all at the end of the day. It took six or seven days for us to get through the jury because of all this stuff. Uh, all three of the defendants had uh, public defenders there were three mexican women and they they had a dispensary before and then zoning happened and they were like fuck you and kept selling because they're selling to poor people you know and grandmas and stuff like that
2: well some not to mention they were playing by the rules that they started we, that yes. they, well it's it's their fault they complain about oh all these bad growers are ruining the environment all these people are doing this and that well you had 20 plus years to come up with the regulations and you didn't yep. like 1996 is when the first compassionate act passed and that's, we operated under the rules. Some one of, I got inspected by the state the other day and she was like, you know, back when you were growing illegal and I'm like, wait, hold on. I was never growing illegal. I was growing under the, it was legal and I was growing under the laws that they said, it's not my fault that they left the, the laws be so broad that it was up to my interpretation of, and that any we, law is yeah. up to who, interpretation, who, <laughs> but whoever saying, is I'm the saying. most charismatic so, motherfucker
0: with a law degree can interpret it any way he yeah, wants. So or she those
2: wants. three Mexican ladies, I'm sure felt like screw you. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm still operating just cause you changed the zoning. Not to, well, just... my
0: thing was, and I'm, I got to make a big, uh, you get to speak when you're in the jury. Oh, well, you, didn't I, get, you didn't get chosen for the jury. They, they they dismissed me very quickly because I had listened and watched everything. And it was like day five. I was juror number 45. So 44 more people had gone before me. Uh, I, they asked me my job. I say comedian. Everyone in the courtroom turns and looks at me. And I was like, here we go. I got everyone's attention. I'm about Nobody's going to ma- gonna like me. Yeah, well, some people are going to love me. Some people are going to hate me. And I, the judge asked me, he's like, do you have, I was like, I have a medical marijuana card. I I think it's blah, blah, blah. He was like, could you separate this between no and the zone? I was like, oh, I could, yes, but I'm not going to. Because since Citizens United passed, we don't have a say. So this is our last kind of bastion of actual democracy and the judges like okay, okay, we get what you're saying. He's like shutting me down. Have a great day. I was like Mr. Davis, thanks yes. for coming. Yes, they got me out of there very fast. The one of the one of the defense attorneys said, We we move to dismiss your forty five if he tells us where he is performing next. So I walked out of the courtroom and I said the Melrose improv on Thursday. Good day everybody And I they dismissed that. I think eventually they dismissed the whole case but so, i was tainting the jury pool is what i was doing cuz i said it too i was like there's three public defenders no one's making any money off this this is to prevent them from making money and that's when he really shut me down. <laughs>
1: so to go back though to what you just said you know somebody from the state out and talking to you like oh well, when you guys were illegal like you know i don't know how much you want to talk about but let's talk about it that stuff annoys me. You're somebody working for the state, which is technically an employee for me. I've been a part of this industry for so long, trying to do it in the most loving way, trying to do it in a respectable way, and you're going to come here and kind of talk down to me like that. She was actually... She's a very cool inspector. Without a doubt. Um, Even the I, coolest ones, I feel sometimes have a yeah. thought process about us and the way that we've conducted our lives. I mean, I think anybody who's,
2: you know, like I said, I quit smoking weed at 31. I'm I'll be 49. What's today? Next week. Yeah. 10 days. Nice. Happy birthday. So, thanks. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I haven't smoked weed in 31 to 48, 17 years, but I love the plant. I love what it does. It's medicine. It's freedom. I think we do it because we're freedom fighters. Like this is bullshit. This is a scam. Mm-hmm. That that's part of it too. It's not just okay. I I don't smoke anymore. Or I, you know, whatever. But it's. I feel like it's because it's a plant. I have the right, and I'm going to grow it if I want to. Fuck yeah. Piss off. So mm. it is insane to me that a
0: plant they've made a. Thing that grows. But I mean, heroin's a plant too. Cocaine's no, a plant it's not, too. Not the same way. <laughs>
2: not the same way. It's I not think those bad. should
1: be <laughs> legal too. <laughs> Have There's, you seen the extraction lab? Well, there <laughs> are. There are. Our organs trying to decriminalize all drugs, right? Yeah, well, we're starting with psilocybin. That's uh, the next one up on the ballot. Which I'm super I think excited Oakland about. just decriminalized it, you know? and so did Denver.
2: Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's on its way. It's well,
0: decriminalize means that rich people, it's its legal for rich people is what that means. Yeah, yeah. I pointed that out. Nashville did that. They decriminalized it. And I was on stage and I was and it's like, hey, you guys decriminalize it. And the crowd was like, yeah. And I was like, you know, that just means it's legal for rich people. And the whole crowd was like, ah, uh, oh, I didn't think of it like that.
2: I was like, yeah. So, Sorry, I derailed your no, question wait. about le- uh, the inspector. and
1: It just blows me away sometimes, like. We're not bad people. We're just people trying to make a life. And sometimes, like you're co- like, I'm assuming that person came out to your property. Like, I'm inviting you into my home, trying to do everything the right way possible. And there's still an air of it, like, ooh, you.
2: So we're still up against that. I mean, some people are smart and open-minded enough to educate themselves and learn more. And I can tell you a story about the extraction. Um, And then even here in Humboldt, where you would think, like, this is a driving force of the economy here, and they're not doing anything to help Humboldt be the Napa of weed. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Lake County selling 10,000-acre permits, and Santa Barbara's county supervisors were interpreting the law to, oh, yeah, you can stack— like yeah. the law was written, so nobody could have one more than one acre in California. Santa Barbara's like supervisors are like, well, that's our legal. Who we've had to look into it defines that as you're not allowed to have a cultivation more than one acre. But I can have twenty of those. So
1: that's what we're doing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and that's what happened. And Language and the state is let, so and the,
2: and the state let them go. You know, that's where that's we're at. Awesome. You can have twenty of them. You can't. You can have a thousand ten thousand you can only have one one acre but you can have a thousand ten thousand square footers Uh, and they're all
0: next to each other yeah (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah. and the state's like oh yeah now you interpret it that way that's more money for us huh well yeah okay i think that's the way we meant it but yeah we want to protect the small people wink
0: wink wink it's like the jerk it's uh, (laughs) most of the the government every any regulation if you think of it like that scene in the jerk where he's just like oh it's a profit deal (laughs) that's most of everything we're like why do they do it like that money
2: listeners have never seen the jerk well they need to matter they
0: need to stop pause the pause the episode pause the episode and go see the Jerk. just watch the jerk it's one of the funniest (laughs) fucking (laughs) movies of all time it's so good
1: so you feel that Humboldt's not actually helping no. the farmers, or just the people?
2: In so, general? I mean, uh, where I was going with that is there's still people involved in positions that are. It's like, oh, we lost. I'm going to make you pay for it. Like fishing games, the California Department of Fish and Wildlife. Like they, they run you through the ringer, and their main goal is, oh, well, if we do a remediation permit, and instead of a, you just need to pay for that culvert it's 600 bucks but if it's a remediation you have to do it because it's for cannabis that's a three or five thousand dollar permit and you got six of those so now you owe us 30 grand and they oh you can't afford it well you can't get your cannabis permit without getting this piece of paper from fish and game so they see that as a way because the lady who came out to inspect one of my properties the first thing she said to me and You know i love the environment i love endangered animals i'm all for stopping climate change protecting the environment but there's a happy medium the first thing one of the first things she said to me is the fish and the spotted owls can't protect themselves so that's my job that's what i do and i'm like yeah that's awesome i'm all for the fish and the spotted owls what about the people i'm not gonna argue with you I'm like I'm not arguing I'm trying to have a conversation I'm trying to three, meet in the 3 middle. hours into the inspection she goes this is an amazing wildlife corridor you know you should really reconsider what you're doing on this property you know you should just be happy that you get to hang out here <laughs> okay sweet that's great that you know you can't separate your personal beliefs in doing your job Well, that's and she threw the book at me. I'm still, I had to hire a consultant because I can't deal with her because she also tried to tell me that a class two stream was a class one stream. And I'm like, I mean, listen, I have a degree in GIS and I've taken some hydrology classes and some environmental science classes. And I know this is a class two stream. This does not have water or fish in it right now, it's dry. It's not running year round. So tell me again this is a class one stream. Well, I'm not gonna argue with you. Oh, we're gonna go that route again. <laughs> well, that's also
0: someone there are people that can't handle any amount of power without it without them leveraging it at any cost. Like my there's a great story my friend was talking about smoking a cigarette in a public park. He's like it was completely empty. I was over by this corner, and I just smoked a cigarette. He's like, this woman popped up out of fucking nowhere and was just like, "Uh uh you can't smoke here. And he was like, I was like, that's someone that can't handle any amount of power. That they immediately, you weren't bothering anyone. He's like, we were the only people in the park, and I think she came out of a tree. He's like, it was the, and I was like, it's just a great example to me, like when I hear stuff like that, where you're like, oh, you're not gonna be a person with me because you have this perceived thing.
2: And there's still a lot of those people that are in positions of permitting and licensing that feel like, oh, we lost the drug war. Yeah, it's legal, but I'm going to give you hell. <laughs> so a counter to that is the fire chief here in Arcata, he was, at the time that happened, his name's Ed Law, and we had a meeting with him three years ago about, how we become legal and he was he was going to be the fire marshal okaying everything and we you know maybe you should interview him like he's a he's a friend now but our first meeting he flat out was like i'm against cannabis i've always been against cannabis um but it's the law now and so i'm gonna do my job to the law and uh and now he's one of the foremost fire experts in the state on extraction. And one of our our first meeting, trying to figure out, He we had a guy that makes the extraction booth, and what do we do? And he was talking to us, but Ed was like, so you guys had a unpermitted, we'll just call it unpermitted, extraction lab <laughs> in the mountains. And he was like, so... I swear it's off the record. I know I just told you I'm against cannabis and da, da 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 but I'm trying to learn and I'm trying to be open-minded now that it's legal. That's the law and so I'm gonna do my job to what the law is and he's like, I wanna learn. And he's like, so what were you guys doing at your own? He said illegal, I think, but I I call it unpermitted. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I look at my partner and my wife and they're both going, no, no, no. <laughs> don't, don't, don't no. make it. Th- I'm like, yeah, we can, It. let's do it. Let's tell them.
1: I'm going to go get and a four wheeler. Like, well, we had
2: 13 <laughs> closed loop extractors and he's like 13. Do you mind me asking how many pounds of butane you guys were running? And we're like, they're like, no, don't <laughs> tell them. And I'm like, like 250 pounds. And he, he He'd see his jaw, and he's like, and he looked at Jody, my wife, and he's like, excuse my language, holy fuck, what are you all doing? He's like, well, obviously you know what you're doing if you didn't blow up, running 250 pounds of butane, and I'm like, I don't know that we knew what we were doing. We definitely had some scares. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, we know now you're supposed to use brass fittings, not uh, just regular. <laughs> There's some close calls. But to this day, Ed Laylaw is like, Thank you for being open and honest with me. I've learned so much, and it put me on the path to educating myself. And now there's fire marshals from all over the state that call Edley Law to find out how to start up, you know, okaying extractions, volatile extractions in their town or their county. And he's one of my friends now. He came to my Christmas party. That's awesome. That's fucking great. And, that,
1: and in the truest forms of government and all that, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's supposed to be everybody working together to figure out how to move forward and
0: things. Like that. That's the you just described so, community is what I you just described. I didn't
1: even think about it either. Now that I say that,
2: after that happened, he calls me and my buddy one day and he's like So the sheriffs are on site out in Oric and they got this huge extraction lab they just came across and if if you want to say no, I understand but I'd like you guys to go help me take it apart so we don't blow ourselves up. And I'm like, "Uh, let me call my buddy and see, but I don't know. And he's like, yeah, no, I understand if you guys don't want to do it. So I call my buddy. I'm like, yo, Ed just called me. He wants us to go help him. They just just busted a huge butane hash lab in northern Humboldt. And the sheriffs are on scene. They have suspects in custody. (laughs) He wants us to go with them. And my buddy's just like, ah, I don't know. I'm like, dude, this is the guy that's going to sign off on our extraction lab. Like, he already said, you're doing me a huge favor if you do this. I'm like, I think we should do it. So we did do it. Yeah. And we pull up and there's sheriffs everywhere when they have a guy in custody.
0: <laughs> is there like an instinct part of your brain where like, this feels wrong? When you're it walking, didn't it not
2: feel wrong because we're with the fire marshal. Yeah, but man, I understand not that seeing the cops, all the cops,
0: are like, we're walking towards this.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. It, I, gee, so <laughs> we pull up on site and literally on my farm, I have deeded access. I don't, I can't, I can have one way I can get into my property, yeah. to my property, but to get in the quickest way, I have deeded access through another neighbor's property. And then I have, Needed access through three neighbors property to get from the bottom of the mountain to the middle and top of my property without having to go an extra like 10 miles yeah on mountain roads to get through to the top so we pull up to that hash lab bust and the f- freaking suspect in custody is my neighbor that i drive through the Whoa. whole bottom of oh. his scenes worker and so we're i'm like we'd already learned on the drive out there it's a 40 minute drive Oh, they got a suspect in custody, and he's been talking, and he's been telling them, giving them a lot of information. Oh man! And so we get—I pull up, and I'm like, I forget the guy's name now. This was a horrible neighbor that was a green rusher that came, mm-hmm. and they were garbage everywhere all the time. Just they were horrible neighbors, but I, I'm not gonna rat on them or yeah. anyway. But in the worker wasn't a bad guy he was just the worker for this guy that was not a great person so i i get right out of the fire car and then he's off by himself handcuffed standing away from all the cops and i walk right by all the sheriff straight up to him and i'm just like dude what do you i'm like i'm here with the fire marshal i'm not here with the sheriffs i'm like you need to keep your fucking mouth closed like you need to just quit talking okay yeah you should probably think about it. like yeah and they were like what are you doing i'm like oh, i know that guy. (laughs) 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 And then I'm just like, ah, so they didn't go out there to bust a hatch lab. They were doing a freaking cruelty to animal case on one of the local ranchers here that had dead cows all over all his properties. And they were filing a, they were filing charges against him for animal cruelty and not taking care of his cows, his, yeah, you, if cattle. you can't take care of them, get rid of them. Yeah. So they, this was a rental property the guy used for his cows, and when they raided it, they found the hash lab in the barn that was being rented by somebody else, oh, which was oh. my neighbor on my property. And so they don't have a search warrant for the hash lab. They have a search warrant for the cows. So they're waiting on a search warrant, and that's where it got weird. We're standing around with the sheriff, like, those are the two crooks. They knew exactly what we did. We're, we're there to take apart the illegal hash lab so they don't blow up. And yeah, they,
0: it's, like, it's like it'd be like two teams at halftime going into the same locker room. We're like, was, "Hey, what's up, man? You really was, hit me hard the <laughs> other day. <laughs> it was
2: uncomfortable to say the least. That's, yeah, I have lots of story. I don't realize how many stories I have. It's, we are, know, talked about when my farm got raided. <laughs>
0: You want to talk about it?
2: You want to talk about that? 2012 fishing game. Really? Love oh. fishing game. They're so cool. Why
0: are they so involved in cannabis? Because cannabis isn't either. It's not fish nor game.
2: You would think, right? Yeah. uh t- because the we're using surface water in California. Surface water, you have to have a permit. Okay. So, like California, you have to have a permit to. I bathroom. live in California. I'm aware yeah. of the permit.
0: Yes. That's.
2: So I think they found it as a way to get in to properties. Um, they had a one summer or two seasons there where they raided hard and heavy. And so apparently they flew over my property. So I had done some clearings to make more space to farm. Uh-huh. And uh, Fish and Game was doing their rec- reconnaissance. This was 2012 but um so they fly over i learn later take pictures of my property see the clearing i did and um they show up june june something i should remember this right um just me and my wife there so true mom and pop farm yeah husband (laughs) and wife (laughs) And um the neighbors start calling me and they're on the back of the mountain and there's horrible signal back there like barely signal and it's coming in you know like every third cops tied gates and I'm like where are you I'm hiding they just went by my spot they're inside they're on the mountain and I'm like Jody Jody was visiting she doesn't live with me on the farm she was out from we had a house in Florida she was out visiting for a week or two and I'm like, get your shit. Let's go. Like, come on. And of course, she's like folding her clothes. And I'm like, no, let's go. Come on. <laughs> like, get your shit. They're in the it back. It can of the be room. wrinkled. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, here's the money. Here's, take this. And so we're like down my driveway and at the water tank. And I'm shutting the gate. And she's, and I hear her, Chad, Chad. And I'm like, I turn around and get on the ground. Not and I'm like, Yo, what's the problem? Take it easy. I don't have a gun. Like I'm not getting on the ground. What's going on? We have a warrant to search Chad Steelman's property. Are you Chad Steelman? Yes, I am. You're Chad Steelman. You're not lying to us.
1: Why would I say (laughs) I'm the guy that the cops are looking for? I really get off when people point guns at me, so I lie. Like, yeah. You're the guy pointing guns at? Yes. Was exactly my response. Like
2: yeah, I'm, you're looking for Chad Steelman. I'm admitting that I'm him. I'm lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> you lying to us? I,
0: that makes no sense, sir. I'm very confused now. <laughs>
2: we have a search warrant to search your property. Are you growing marijuana? Well, no, wait. We're not here for marijuana. Are you growing marijuana? Well, Sweet, you have a search warrant to search my property. Could I see the search warrant? We'll get to that in a minute. Are you growing marijuana? Like you just said you're not here for marijuana. Uh what are you here for? We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I have my two fifteen, if that's what you're asking me. And then they separated Jody and I. And uh
0: pretty common. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I mean it was fine. Our stories were we're doing what we we're doing. Um The only thing I was worried about is I couldn't find my Record book from the year before. With Your four wheeler, <laughs> <laughs> all the weed, the amounts of weed I'd grown, the trimmers, what they had trimmed and gotten paid. Oh shit! And I'm like, where's my? I can't find my book. Where's my book? They, they found it. Oh yeah. No, every year because we would drive my truck for the winter back to Florida. And Jody takes all my seat covers and washes them and steam cleans them so that they only smell like weed half as strong as they did. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, some point between her taking my seat covers off, I'd stuck the book in the, behind the driver's side seat in my Toyota Tacoma in the pocket, and she had washed the seat covers and put them back on, and then I was like, where'd my book go? Well, June the next year we found it. Oh man. <laughs> So, they separated us. They, they, they found the money in her purse. And, like, Jody's straight as an arrow. My wife's never smoked weed, doesn't drink. like Yeah. Yeah. Like, literally straight as an arrow. And they, like, find, you know, a couple of thousand bucks in her purse. And, ah, we got you. We got the money. And they're questioning her, like, 2,000 bucks. This is a lot of money for somebody to just be carrying around. And she's, like. 2000 bucks. What do you even
0: for a farmer? Is that a lot of money?
2: (laughs) My grandpa, yeah, didn't even Jody wasn't even scared, it was crazy. And they were like, Where did you get this money? She's like, The "The bank, bank? (laughs) 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 like they're like, Oh, yeah, we maybe we don't (laughs) got (laughs) you. And then they're like, To me, they're like, Okay, they finally tell me what they're searching my property for, and they're like, So we flew over and we spotted that you've dammed up a creek illegally, and that you're taking water from this creek that you'd dammed up dammed up illegally. And I'm like, awesome! So you have maps, right? And they're like, oh yeah, we got maps. She's like, yep. And I'm like, sweet. Well, I have a degree in map making from the University of Colorado. I bet you got the best maps in the world. And since, <laughs> since we were like onto it, that's cool because I don't have any creeks on my property. Can you show me the map with the blue line of the creek on my property that I dammed up? Because I don't have any Creeks, and they're like, what, 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 <laughs> what, and I'm like, yep, I got a degree in map making, I helped make the biggest topographical map ever made in the history of the world, and let's see your map, let's, and the, oh yeah, I don't have any Creeks, so, they're like, well, we'll get to that in a few minutes, uh, where is this spot, we want to go here, and I'm like, okay, open that gate, let's go, I'm like, you want to go there, all right, well, but why are we opening that gate then? So we can go up there. I'm like, yeah, that road doesn't lead to that spot. So I got out of them going to my cabin, which had a lot of plants. <laughs> 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 which the road didn't go to that spot. I wasn't lying. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It
0: just helped. Yeah. that You weren't lying. <laughs>
2: yeah. And I'm like, so the one cop wanted to go. They had the canine. They had a bunch of cops. K9. And I was at one point I'm like, the ablois. I'm like you guys have a hard time getting through the gates? And the one cop was like, Fuck no, we didn't get, have a hard time getting through the gates. Like six hours later in the day that the canine cop pulled me aside. He's like, Dude, where do you get those locks? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, they were tough, right? Yeah. Hell yeah, they were tough. So Where do you
0: see the future of the cannabis market? Where's it going? Where do you think it's
2: going? I mean, where do you, it's gonna be
0: You've already mentioned 2023, which I think is I I'm just
2: guessing. I bet California is going to allow unlimited size cultivation licenses in 2020. That's 2023. That's always been in their regulations from the very big passing of them. So I'm just, just common sense maybe. When yeah. do you think the United States legalizes weeds? Yes. Yeah. You want to bet that it might be 2023 or 2024 at the latest? Yeah. They already know what they're doing is what I think.
0: Yeah, fuck so yeah, they did.
2: They're waiting for California to figure it out. It's the seventh biggest economy in the world. If they California to do it, if California can regulate weed, then we can follow that system for the rest of the United States. Maybe I don't. Know, that's what my. That's what I think is going to happen. Where do I see it going, it's like anything in big business in the U.S. Big business is going to take it over, and hmm. we're all going to work for scraps. You know, a few, a handful of small people are survive. There'll be some small companies. Some of them will get bought up. There'll be one or two that, you know, go it alone and yeah. survive for several years until they get tired and their kids don't want to take it over and they sell out to Budweiser for $100 million or whatever. It's just like every other industry in the U.S. They're, this is not new to them. This is not... They're not looking at this as marijuana. This is the milk industry, the farm industry. This Soda. Is, there's a There's a yeah. game plan for what they're doing, and they're they're running the game plan. Airlines. Same thing. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. it's the one percent are going to take it over, and the rest of y'all get the scraps.
0: That, unless we, unless politics changes drastically.
2: And maybe it is. I mean, right now with COVID and the situation we're in, maybe we are the next ruling class with cannabis. This is the one thing that people are, it's, you know, alcohol and yeah. cannabis people are still using. We're still, I, I don't want to say we're doing well. Cause I, I mean, I'm a small company. I've been grinding and struggling to survive. And I couldn't tell you, I feel like we're doing better cause we're grinding. We were, Slow. We just got our manufacturing up and running. Like mm-hmm. we're, I mean, I've just been watching us. You know, like if you would ask me a, a year or a year and a half ago, I very well would have told you I could be living under the bridge, shortly in a few months.
0: Well, yeah, like I've known you for what three or four years now. very four. Or
2: 2015, five. I think.
0: Oh, that's when I was touring with.
2: That's m- when we started Humble Marijuana Company. So the regulate. I mean, I saw this coming. Fishing game. Me getting raided put me on the path to. All right, this is coming. They're raiding people for water. They didn't cut down any of my plants that day. That was. They held me for six hours. I had arguments with them about why they were there. One of them was my forest clearing. I'm like, well, that's not even your agency's job. That's Cal Fire. They're, they're in charge of forestry. Why are you trying to give me shit? You're fishing games.
0: And, and they, they were, were like, like oh, I don't oh, like oh, this yeah. smart guy we've
2: <laughs> and I, But here's the deal. I'm from the South. I, I was raised always to older folks. And authority figures, yes, sir, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, polite. And I use that to my advantage. Yes. Cops, because they rarely get it. And it's just a respect thing. And whether I respect them or not, I give them respect, and I do it nicely. Yes. And I did it that day. There's nothing that was going to change by me being an asshole to them. Mm-hmm. So. Anytime I've been doing an asshole to a
0: policeman, they've been an asshole to me. Anytime I've showed them respect, even when they are arresting me. Even
2: when they're being assholes to you, even they, more respect eventually when you continue to be nice to yes. them and show them uh, respect. Both times, I, I've been arrested a handful of times because I'm a good
0: time. Um, <laughs> I haven't been arrested in years. but
2: It goes a long way. Every, it, the, the way I treated them,
0: for sure...
2: So at first, they were not being nice to me, and I was still, yes, sir, no, yes. sir, I'm being honest, and then, like, I just didn't let them offend me, because sometimes I feel like they are trying to offend uh-huh. you so that they can rub your face in the mud or the rocks. Or, it's
0: like a bad girlfriend, yeah. where they're like, they pick a fight, and then when you react, they're like, see, you're bad, and you're like, I can't. So it's I,
1: almost as if they're doing that with protesters right now. Or I no feel way. like it
2: paid off. At the end of the day, six hours later, they were like, it's been a good day. And I'm like, how do you figure it's been a good day? They're like, you didn't get shot. We're not going to arrest you or charge you with anything today. And we didn't cut down one of your plants. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, yeah, man, it it's like been, it been a great <laughs> day. It's okay to have PTSD. And, like, my senses are going to be heightened for the next month to the point where in a few days from now I see Bigfoot, which is, you know, because I... <laughs> Well, Bigfoot I'd travels Bigfoot. in the fourth dimension, I was told by a native at the bar days later, and I realized I had <laughs> seen Bigfoot when my senses were heightened after getting raided by the cops. I could hear every noise in the forest for weeks. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you yeah, could, yeah. yes. Is that a helicopter? What is that? <laughs> yeah, is that somebody driving up the road? Is that phantom four wheeler? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was insane how heightened my senses were for. And that is
0: evolution, is what that is. <laughs> It was your heightened sense. That's what yeah. evolution does. Is Evolution's like, yo, Tuesday was a lot. Let's don't do that again. Yeah, so like, then your senses are just, Let's, humans are
2: great. It's like a plant. So because of that raid, I'm like, it's coming. And how do I not get raided again? Okay, they they came here because they thought I dammed up a creek and I had an illegal three-acre conversion, which is the forest clearing. You are allowed to do a clearing, but... You have to get a three acre exemption, which I asked the fishing game that day too. They're like, Well, you don't have a permit. And I'm like, Wait, it's called a three acre exemption. So you're telling me I got to get a permit that says I don't have to get a permit? And they were like, Yeah, now that you put it that way, it sounds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Well, I didn't know that. So They're if that's the case, like, I will go get that permit. You should be
0: in charge. <laughs> yeah.
2: So that's what I did. The next year, I actually called CAL FIRE and I self reported. I said, Hey, I got raided by fish and game and i found out that i had done a clearing that's illegal and i didn't know i was supposed to get it permitted so i want to self-report myself for doing a three acre conversion without a permit and they came up and they were like why are you doing this and i'm like <laughs> legalization's coming i think like they're about to pass regulations it's being talked about and it's coming and i want to be out in front of it and i think i'm gonna to have to have this clearing I have all my permits in order and I just, and they were like, you're either an idiot or a genius. And I'm like, well, right now I feel like an idiot, but yeah, hopefully. Well, if
0: history no. usually says it's it's both.
2: So I go into Humboldt County <laughs> two years later when regulations finally pass, and I sit down with the county planner, and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I have, you know, I had 40,000 square feet existing, and I would like to do my 40,000 square feet. Well, let's look at satellite images on GIS you're not near you know you're like two miles away from any water so that's good you're not endangering any water courses this and that oh wow look at all these clearings mm. it's a good property but there's no way you're going to be able to get all these clearings permitted because cal Fire's not doing that anymore and i'm like oh really He's like, yeah, unfortunately, they don't want to be involved with cannabis, anything to do with so They're not giving out the three-acre conversions anymore, and they're not going to sign off on this. So I don't know how you're going to. I'm like, Uh, well, bam. Shit, I only counted three (laughs) aces. He was like, how did you get this? They're not doing these. They don't even want to do anything for cannabis. I'm like, yeah, well, I got it over a year ago. I self-reported myself. And anyway... And you looked in your. You
0: looked in the mirror that
2: night.
1: And you're like, not an idiot, yeah, genius. <laughs> so that's I had a friend who had it. In like, oh. chat, cool. <laughs> I think Chad's cool. I still wanna know where that four wheeler's at. <laughs> don't we all? I think everyone was I
0: think everyone, including the authorities, wanna know how that four wheeler got there. <laughs> like, how did it get there? I, I don't think know. I think, I think if Robert Stack was still alive it would be I would love to hear him tell the unsolved mystery story of how did this Chad's four wheeler get? in the middle of that how did that happen (laughs) I like how just nonchalant he is about everything
1: yeah
0: it's just like in passing he says stuff and you're like you are the coolest (laughs) and just I heard what you just said I heard what you said that was cool
1: And just so intelligent, like it is one of those things I like about farmers like him where they gotta go off and do their own thing and they're like, well, I guess I'll learn about this too so I can better do my job and not have to deal with other people. Like he's a farmer, he was basically a consultant for himself and able to deal with so many people, you know, not have to pay anybody else because he educated himself. It was just, it was really cool to meet somebody that way no it was like he's it reminded me of like my grandpa Mm.
0: those old school cattle because there's like like you said there's just always something new that you have to like you can't get locked in to the one way you're doing it because you'll you'll be done for no that's what allowed like nature's moving the economy's moving it's just like this he's just such a great nonchalant teacher
1: about like hey this is how you have to farm period yeah and how you have to run a business i i i don't i don't think he i mean i think he'll be fucking crushing it for a long time to come
0: oh i i mean i've since i've met him i've been cheering for him i love the i love the artwork from his company humboldt marijuana company since the since he first hit, showed me he's like this is the kind. I was like dude that logo dope <laughs> their marketing's dope your product is through the roof like i said it during the i don't know if it made the interview but like i had to say he gave me some of that stuff and i kept a hold of it and then i smoked it later and i didn't know what apps were for <laughs> about three hours i was like this is good this, this is good, good stuff, stuff. <laughs> it was me it was me and uh me and the uh, theme song V-O, Mr. Ron Funches in his old apartment. I was like, Ron, I don't understand my phone. He's like, I never do either, man. <laughs> He's a good guy when you don't understand how the world works. Uh, but what are you growing on
1: this week? Oh, what are you doing? So much Where's your man. stuff. Where's King? So much. Well, the King's Cannabis stuff just popping off. We got that lovely Tropicana punch that's coming out. It's fucking insane. It's one of my most favorite smokes of our stuff right now um the nice thing is that's like a small little seed run that we we're doing of finding our favorite pheno so there's not a lot of it and only like our favorite shops are going to get it to start off with so you know places like next level herbal connection sweet tree you know all the homies that really take care of us they're going to get to get some of that and you
0: know so you got you doing some hype beast shit with this train
1: oh yeah I mean, it's from... I don't, I'm not mad at that.
0: You've got that East Coast in you. Like, we're going to hype these. Well, end up with Supreme.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they do... Uh, I mean, it's all family out here, and they take care of us so well. You know, they just did a bunch of our product over at White Label, too, you know, extracting our stuff. So we're, like, working all together what? with them. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So they took your wade? Weed- and they made some extraction out of it And they made the It's a stuff. S- Yeah it's a slurricane stuff
0: No Yeah
1: oh, man. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna look at Allegiant flights again tomorrow Because of that and I mean you know how great their stuff is, so you should I buy do. a plane ticket.
0: I know how great your that stuff that you grew was, and now if they put it in their magic stuff <laughs> and I put it in this new pen I bought. Cool.
1: Yeah. We'll get no, you that's going with awesome.
0: that? I know man. Um, you guys follow us Instagram at Grown Local Pod. Uh, all our other Instagram stuff is there. Mike stuff is there. My stuff is there. Uh, follow Mar- uh, Humboldt Marijuana Company yeah. at their Instagram is dope. There's always like very nice looking people smoking dope, and the color scheme is always just right on point. Uh, they capture their their vibe real well, and mm-hmm. I, I gotta give them props for that. I mean, but Chad Chad's got a good vibe, so that's gonna top down uh thank you everyone that showed us around to that facility Redbeard, we'll talk to you later in the season he was our guide uh thank you sleigh not Redbeard, fucking
1: fox meat
0: fox meat god damn see well, this is a humble that's a humble thing though, <laughs> right. it's like you know what it's like <laughs> i got their pronouns wrong and i'm so sorry I got their humble pronouns wrong and I have deeply apologize.
1: Humble There's pronouns. It's Fox and
0: Red Beard. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: so I, that is my fault. I, uh, like I and I subscribe
1: no to us also, buddies. Yes,
0: like and review. That helps. Let us know. We love you. Grow your own.